This is our second session on Colossians 1, 3 to 8. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Now, why does he thank God or what does he thank God for? And he answers here, having heard, or we could interpret, because what we heard, this is what we heard. So the hearing of this sparks regular, consistent thanksgiving to God. We heard of your faith in Christ Jesus. And secondly, we heard of the love that you have for all the saints. So faith towards Christ Jesus and love toward the saints. Of course, that doesn't mean that they don't love non-Christians. It just means what Paul has been informed of with such amazing uh, surprise and gladness is that they really love each other. The saints love each other in Colossae. Then comes a ground clause. Because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. So we have faith in Christ, we have love for the saints, and we have hope. Faith, hope, and love, these three are constantly coming up in Paul's writings. And the question here is, the first one I want to ask is, how does this because clause work? Is he providing a support both for faith and for love or only for love? In other words, should I read it? I'm giving thanks because of your faith in Christ. And I'm giving thanks because of your love for the saints. And you have that love for the saints because of hope laid up for you in heaven. Or should I read it and say, no, you have this faith and this love because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. So does the because support this and this? Or does it only support the one that's closest. Now, how would you go about answering a question like that? Well, the first step you would take, I think, would be to say, we have to know what this is. We need to know what the hope is that is laid up in heaven. And when it says laid up in heaven, it doesn't mean that we only will enjoy it in heaven, but rather that heaven, namely God, the presence of God is keeping it for us so that when the time comes for inheriting this hope, we will have it secure. And that heaven will come down to earth and there'll be a new heavens and a new earth. We can talk about that at another time. I want to know what the hope is that is laid up for me in heaven. Now, to answer that, I think it's important that we realize hope, the word hope, both in Greek, elpis, and in English, H-O-P-E, is used three distinct ways, right? There is the act of hoping. There is the object hoped for. 
there is the what do you call it the uh, the person who how do I spell who <laughs> who secures guarantees the hope so you might say i hope we will win the game that's my hope we will win the game my act of hoping is that we will win or you might say my hope is that we win the object of hope is winning the act of hope is hoping to win and then the person is our star player is our only hope now the bible uses the word hope in all three of those ways. For example, let's take them one at a time. The act of hoping, 1 Peter 1.13, therefore preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, hope fully. That's the act of the heart. Hope fully in the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So this is telling us to do the act of hoping. Hope is an action of the human soul. It is also an object hoped for. For example, Paul speaking in Acts 28 to the Jewish leaders in Rome, he says, For this reason, therefore, I have asked to see you and speak with you, since it is because of the hope of Israel that I am wearing this chain. Hope of Israel means what Israel is hoping in. Paul was hoping in the promises made to Israel. So hope is the objective thing hoped for, or objective person hoped for. One more now. The person who guarantees the hope and is thus our only hope in the sense of the star player being our only hope for victory. Colossians 127, back to Colossians. To the saints, God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ is the hope of glory. So glory is the object hoped for. Christ in you is the one who secures the hope. And so Christ is the hope in the sense that he secures and guarantees the hope of glory. So, which is it here? We have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love that you have for all the saints because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. So, it's pretty clear, isn't it, that hope here is hope in this second sense. It is the object, the thing we're hoping for and it's laid up for us. It's not the act of hoping because it's in heaven. It's laid up for us in heaven. Now, what is it? What is it? Is it a person? Is it a thing? What, how would you answer that? What is laid up for us in heaven? What's the object of our hope here in Colossians? So let's keep reading, and we'll see a clue or two immediately. Because of the hope laid up for you in heaven, which you heard. Now, that which there refers to this hope. Which you heard before in the word of truth, the gospel. 
So this hope is the content that was spoken to you in the gospel. It's a gospel hope. It's a hope that was provided for you and spoken to you because of the death and resurrection of Jesus on your behalf. That's the gospel, which has come to you as indeed in the whole world it is bearing fruit and increasing as it is also among you since the day that you heard it, namely the gospel, and understood the grace of God in truth. So now you have a very specific content of the gospel. This it here is the gospel, the word of truth, and what it speaks that you should understand is the grace of God. So the first thing we can say about this hope here is that it is a hope laid up in heaven, and what we're going to find kept for us in heaven is that God will be gracious to us. He has been, and he will be gracious to us. Now, let's keep on going in Colossians and let Paul fill that out. Let's go down a few verses to 12 to 14. I give thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. That's the hope laid up for us, an inheritance in light, not darkness. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son. That's the hope laid up for us in heaven. We are in the kingdom of Christ now. We will always be in the kingdom of Christ, never in the kingdom of darkness anymore. That's the hope laid up for us in heaven, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of our sins. That's the hope laid up for us in heaven. It is secured now. We enjoy it now, but it's going to be true forever. Forgiveness of sins, dwelling in the kingdom of Christ forever, an inheritance in light forever. Let's take one more step to fill out the hope laid up for us in heaven. We've seen this already. Let's see it again. I became a minister of the church according to the stewardship of God that was given to me for you to make known the word of God. Now, that's the word of truth, the gospel that we saw earlier, the grace of God, the forgiveness of sins, all those glorious benefits of the kingdom. To make the word of God fully known, the mystery, it's called a mystery, not because it's unintelligible, but because it was hidden. Things that were hidden and are now made known, Paul calls the mystery for ages, hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed. This mystery is revealed to his saints. What is it? To them, God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, securing and guaranteeing the hope of glory. So, glory is the summation word for what our hope is. So, back here. Because of the hope laid up for you in heaven, now let's name them all. The grace of God is hoped for. The 
forgiveness of sins is what we hope in. We know it now. We'll enjoy it forever. Habitation in the kingdom of Christ forever. Inheritance from God in light forever. And glory as the summary statement of all the greatness, all the beauty, all the value of God in Christ forever. This is the hope laid up for us in heaven. Now, with that meaning, what is the answer to the question next time for what the because refers to? Does the content of the meaning of the word hope here help us answer whether because is a ground only for love or is it a ground for faith and love? Tackle that next time.